we need a catchphrase. Yeah. Yeah. I, I told you I went out with my baseball glove and went out to the street and tried to catch a catchphrase, but did, I couldn't catch a catchphrase. You didn't try and catch it? Or no, I did try to catch did it. Did you I, flinch? Like, did you flinch? I, I easily flinched. I was like, I thought you I saw it in the air. And then like my I, my eyes got into the sun. And I flinched and then the fair ball. We shouldn't have sent you out there. You know, oh. that's not your fault. Yeah. You, you don't send you don't send the the bench guy out to catch a catchphrase. No, you you, you send your a star pitcher to catch a catchphrase. That's right. And since we don't have a star on this podcast or a pitcher, <laughs> yeah, I, I I think we're gonna lose the game. Picture, 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 picture. Are you? Oh, if you're listening to this because you're not on our Patreon watching it uh, for free, you're seeing Eric make hand motions that nobody can decipher. Well, okay, so picture, like a, you know, a picture, like the picture through the baseball. Picture. Just saying picture a million times, people aren't going to understand it. Like picture, I, like a baseball picture, picture or picture, picture like a camera like picture. I, Poured water out of a pitcher. And pitcher, like pouring a picture, water. Out of a picture. I just took a picture. So this is pictures, and I took a picture. This is picture. Okay. As yeah. I threw no, a baseball. That's the third picture. time that you're describing this and then to everyone. There's also picture with water. So it's picture. If picture, anyone's and- still listening to this, I'm so sorry. And you have other choices in podcast. Speaking of which, does Keegan Shiner have a segue for us to talk about his other podcast? Uh, yeah. Why don't we introduce this podcast? No, we're talking about your <laughs> podcast now. If we will do this, this is a great introduction. You will not ruin it for me. Okay, fine. Uh, while we're on the subject, um, I did start a new podcast. It came out, uh, on Tuesday this week and it is called fine art podcast. The fine is in quotation marks mm-hmm. because the podcast is fine, but the art is fine. Now that's a catchphrase, Eric. I listened to it with my pinky out the entire time. <laughs> uh, you know, there's there's cool fine art, and I think that's kind of the point of starting a podcast about fine art, is to kind of spotlight some stuff that people don't know about and don't don't necessarily hear about if they're not, you know, part of going to art school, basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's my other podcast that you could be listening to instead of hearing Eric shout picture for two minutes. Picture, picture, picture. Okay. Uh, thanks for joining us on Dumb Comic Creators. My name is Keegan Shiner and I'm joined by... Eric Schwartz. That's right. And that horrendous intro will go down in infamy is one of our longest, <laughs> if nothing else. So, Eric, I don't see anyone else on this Zoom call. That's because today's a special podcast because I finally got the first two pages done and edited to the point that I think I can show it to the general public and we're actually going to do a reading of it. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's big news. That's the deal maker? That's the deal maker because from that, I can actually start sending it to some artists to see like what they do with it. So I can hopefully enjoy it. Cool. Yeah. That's big news. And that's worth not having a guest. Mm-hmm. Not every episode needs a guest. It's nice to have a little you and me time. Aren't we entertaining enough for you? <laughs> <laughs> Don't answer that. Don't answer that to yourself. And if you do go listen to my new podcast, fine art podcasts, mm-hmm. releasing every Tuesday. No, uh, what? Remember Sorry? that we love you and you love us back. <laughs> uh, okay, so f- The Deal Maker is a comic that you're writing mm-hmm. and it's gone through some changes. You started with a cop that uh, lived in the world with superheroes doing all the work. What's the point of that? And it morphed into this uh comic up more about the uh mystical powered deal maker mm-hmm. who kind of like offers these sort of devil at the crossroads type deals to people and changes their realities for good or bad right yep um cool so 
you have been spending, you've spent like how, how many months has it been since you started writing? I started writing um, just after the first podcast. So it's been almost four months now, I guess. Okay. Four months. And, and it's been four months. You've got a working script, I'd say, right? Yes. Uh, from that, you started with an outline mm-hmm. and you've kind of fleshed it out since then. And so we're about to look at page one and two. And this is what you want to send to the artist. You're like happy with it. You're done. Yes, I'm happy with it. I'm done. Um, we may edit some more right now just because, as you have said many times, there's a back and forth when it comes to like making a movie, for example. Yeah. If there's something that um, we agree on that like we could change it for the better, we'll do it right here, right now, and change it for the better. Okay. All right, cool. So without further ado, let's check it out. Page one, six panels. And I'm counting, looks like you have six panels, so that's good. So panel one, Hank Richards standing outside an open car. Hank is in his late 30s, early 40s, slightly overweight, slightly bald. His face appears to show dread about going in for another workday. His car is a Ford 1970s dented, chipped, but not broken down. Uh, so old, oldie car. Oldie car. Looking at Hank with an overhead shot. So, uh, yep. It is somewhat early in the morning with a cloudy overhead with somewhat mold colors. Hank will have a plastic cup of coffee in his hands. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, for the first panel, I just kind of want to get uh, Hank in his parking lot. He's going into work for the day. Yeah, we've yeah, you got a good description. The only thing I would change is um, make sure that you put the camera angle or maybe this is just me but i i think it's clearer to the artist if you tell them where where the camera is looking at the beginning or i think of these as cameras right okay so Um, so the camera angle is uh is like a high angle yeah shot of and that's all you have to write at the beginning so it's like a high angle shot of Hank. Um, and all the other descriptions here are pretty good. Um, and it, yeah, you don't really have to change anything else. Okay. Um, so yeah, I just want to get an introduction of the Hank Richards, a police officer, going into work um, after pretty much the entire city has been saved by the so superheroes. Yeah, you might want to put Officer Hank Richards. Okay, so. Or Detective. I put officer. I think I, 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 in my head, he's an officer, not a detective. Okay, cool. I have him wearing um, the police. Blues. Okay. Is that in here? I don't actually have it in there. I need to put that yeah, in there. So we need to put that. So when you, in the first time you introduce a character, put what he's wearing, mm-hmm. like in other physical attributes, mm-hmm. but make sure you're, you include costumes, you know, when you're describing characters. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like making a film, but you, you're doing every part of the filmmaking, mm-hmm. you know. All right, so panel two. Hank Richards on the outskirts of parking lot. Hank will have the cup of coffee in his hand still. This is a picture of his backside as he is clearly going in the direction of the police station. The police station is older but not falling apart, something from the 90s. The cup will be seen on the ground quite prominently. Or, uh, please delete that. That needs to be... Uh, that should have been deleted. I don't know how that was included. Hold on, hold on. I'm just going to read this out the way you have it, okay? And then we can discuss. Is that okay? That works. Okay. The cup will be seen on the ground quite prominently with liquid spilled out on the ground as well. Hank will have his hand extended out with nothing in it. And then I'm going to read panel three because it's part of panel two. Panel three is action scene of Hank throwing the cup on the ground. Please use same image as panel two. So I think what you were getting at is that the cup will be seen on the ground quite prominently with liquid spilled out on the ground. Yes. Right? Um, so if that's not in panel two and he like throw, he's throwing it on the ground in panel three. Yes. Do you need to add a panel of the cup hitting the ground with liquid out? I want the, so I wanted it to be in his hand um, in panel two and I meant to move that down to panel three of like the cut like of him having like literally like the where they show like the action of like him like the throwing motion or like where they show like the 
most of the cup on the ground yeah. with like it being empty with it empty and stuff like there or there. So now it is Hank has the cup of coffee in his hand, mm-hmm. He's like walking towards the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And then the next panel is of him throwing the cup on the like over he throws it on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh like an insert panel of the cup hitting the ground. Yeah. Okay. Insert panel, do you know what that is? I do not know. Okay, so an insert panel is like when you have um, like a picture of, well, like Hank tossing the, like think of me as the panel, right? Hank's tossing mm-hmm. the cup, right? Yeah. And then in like this little square in the corner, you see the cup is on hitting the ground. So it's within the panel, a panel within the panel. Okay, that makes sense. I could have just said panel within the panel to begin with, and that would have been much more clear. But instead, I wanted to describe it visually, even though we're doing a podcast. Well, I get it now. Don't ask me why I did it that way. That makes sense to me, though. (laughs) Okay, cool. Um, So so now you have all three. You have Hank throwing the... Yeah, he's throwing... He has the coffee in his hand. You have Hank throwing the coffee on the ground, and then you have the cup hitting the ground. Mm -hmm. And uh, other than that, I don't think you have anything that you need to describe further in this in these panels. Yeah. Yeah. I I sometimes instead of saying uh, please use same panel as panel two, I say like uh, same or, or like repeat panel is is, is another way of saying uh, use the same image. Mm-hmm. I just write repeat panel with the change, you know. For the most part, when I'm reading this, because there's no set defined way of writing a comic book script, everyone writes it completely different from everyone else, mm-hmm. uh, format and everything. There's a few things that artists force you to do, like writing panel dash what happens and page number dash how many panels are on the page, but like everything else is kind of up to how the writer does it and if you can find an artist who will work with the script the way that you've written it, then you don't need to worry about it, you know? Whereas in, if you're pitching a screenplay, they have a whole hundreds of rules about how you should be writing that script. And the reason for that is because it's going to a studio and the studio has lots of people who are in charge of money that want to see a script that looks professional enough to be given millions of dollars you know um when once you get to a comic book company that is making millions of dollars on these scripts you'll run into the same situation i think there's like specific style formats for marvel and dc too but for the most part people kind of format their own way you know mm-hmm. um so as long as you kind of know like your way around this you'll be able to adapt if you end up in that situation you know um, cool. So uh, let's move on. Panel four. Close up of Hank with no cup in his hand. He will have a s- slightly happy face after having thrown away the cup. I, I think that's self explanatory. Mm-hmm. Uh, panel five. Close up Hank with cup back in his hand. His face will have turned sour. That's good too. Um, panel six. Have the point of view of below Hank looking up looking at the back of his head think of Gears of War over the shoulder shot with Hank being in the bottom right but writing clearly in the bottom right Hank will be looking at the sky with message written in the clouds dear citizens please do not litter it is your job to help the superhero team keep Midwest City safe and clean so a couple issues with this panel I know (laughs) um Poor grammar. Uh, I I thought I meant to be in the top, the right to be in the top left, and Hank to be in the bottom right, and just be the back of his head. Okay, so you actually wrote exactly what you were trying to say mm-hmm. in this. In this, in, you wrote it in like twenty words when you could have just said it in three words, and you had the three words here. Over the shoulder shot is what you were going for. And Hank is in the bottom right corner of the frame. And the writing 
and there's sky riding, right? That's what it is, right? Or what 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 did the superhero write it in? He just it would be in the clouds is what I literally meant. Like he made like, oh, the clouds. Okay. Uh, there's writing in the clouds mm-hmm. overhead in the left hand side of the frame. Yeah. Okay. For those of you listeners who are wondering, I have absolutely no background in uh, theater movies or like script writing. So, but you've you've read comics your entire life. I've read life, comics and, before, but I always see the. <laughs> I've only yeah. seen the finished product, not the, um, like the product, like the products they do beforehand. So a book I'm going to recommend to you is Shot by Shot, or it's actually called Film Directing Shot by Shot, which is a book about camera angles, but really it can be used for comic books just as easily. It'll show you like different ways of framing cameras, and especially like comes in handy with knowing how each camera angle sort of like shows a person's emotional state and like why you would be closer or further shot by shot is like a very good technical book for directors of photography and film directors to kind of know every camera shot there is. So that comes in real handy when you're writing comic book scripts because a comic book artist will be able to just look up whatever kind of shot that you've put in this script and know exactly what you're thinking. There's there's also YouTube videos with like, here are all the camera angles you should know, <laughs> you know, and that's that's just as easy as is reading that book. So in this case, over the shoulder shot means uh, the view is from behind the character. It's it's filmed over their shoulder. You can see probably a profile of their face, looking up. Sometimes you can't see their face, and it's like a fully behind the character. So sometimes you can still see their face. So also the artist will take care of a lot of this for you too. Cause they, they know all that stuff too. Yeah. In a lot of ways you're in good hands. You know, you turn the script in, they'll, they'll read it. They'll say, they'll either ask questions or they'll do something and show you and say, is this what you were thinking? And if not, you can try and describe it better. Yeah. Uh, so now we have over the shoulder shot with Hank being in the bottom right corner of the frame and there's writing in the clouds overhead in the left-hand side of the frame. The writing set or the message says, so that's page one. I think it's pretty successful. A lot happens in this page, you know. It's a good gag, sight gag. It also gives an introduction to the world. So Yeah. And you, you're introduced to the main character of the comic, even though it's not the deal maker but like aren't there a lot of comics where like the main characters hardly in the comic <laughs> um a lot of comics as they go later on they'll have the main character be in less and less because you can only like learn so much about the character yeah without getting tired so a lot of times they'll start exploring like their secondary characters more right um, like a whole yeah we're doing a book about gwen stacy <laughs> yeah stuff like that so that's what happens a lot so so I don't think that's without precedent. No, it's definitely not precedent. At all. Yeah. I mean, Yu Yu Hakusho, which is a famous um, manga slash anime, the main character dies right away, and then like he comes back later, but like within the first like one, he just dies. Nice. Well, there you go. Maybe you'll bring this, bring Hank back. Mm-hmm. Okay, page two, seven panels. Panel one, side picture of Hank as he entered. Uh, a police station oh wait let me go back so page one i also had uh, a note here about calling it midwest city Mm -hmm. i don't know if that is a specific enough name to be interesting um because it it's very generic right i was just yeah i was purposely just kind of leaving it because I was actually thinking of DC Comics, where they literally named the city West Coast City, or for uh, Hal Jordan, that's the city he comes from, is West Coast City. So I just kind of was like throwing homage to Midwest City. Okay, all right. Okay, page two, seven panels. Panel one, side picture of Hank as he has entered a police station. The door will have been still in the swung open page. Position is what I meant. Okay. The door is still open. Uh, when you when you um, are writing these, you can just 
instead of like a novel where like the door was still open, you would say the door is open. <laughs> you know, the door is open or his hand's still on the door. In front of him facing the audience is your stereotypical older lady receptionist, Jessica. Jessica is a type of lady who looks like she could have been seen. She could have seen the Magna Carta be signed if women were allowed to be there. Also above and to the left of Jessica is a clock clearly showing 9.50. Both Hank and Jessica look like they don't want to be there. So this is a wonderful, wonderful writing if it was a novel. But I think a comic book artist will want to know why Jessica looks like she... You know, honestly, when I read that, I was like, is she very proper? Is she dressed as an English, like, delegate? <laughs> like, like, is she wearing uh, Quaker so, clothing? Like, what's happening? Well, so you know how in every single job, like, there's that person who's, like, been there for forever and a day? and Yeah, well, okay. That's yeah. What Some, like, lots of wrinkles. Uh, maybe is, is, like, very hunched. Yeah. You just have to like really describe their posture and like their physical features. You can't like, mm -hmm. I mean, you can do that, but you're not going to get exactly what you want. Very thick framed glasses that make her eyes really large, you know? Yeah. All these things will describe a super ancient person. I mean, this is really funny, like the Magna Carta, but a comic book artist and some of them aren't English is their primary language. Yeah. They're not going to get that. <laughs> you know, it's going to be very hard for them. Uh, good. Good with the clock. Is it digital though? That's, that's something that. Yeah. Let's make it know. digital. Okay. Panel two. Hank is now slightly closer to Jessica. Jessica still has the same sour face from before to Hank. Hank, you're 20 minutes late. So I think this sentence actually could have been in panel one. I didn't understand why it wasn't in panel one. Because um, I was just trying to show Hank just walking past her was the point. So um, yeah, if you want, we can move it to there. Yeah, it just seems um, this is one of those things like where in comic books, this came with experience for me, right? Mm -hmm. Because in comics, if you have just a panel of him walking in the door, uh, it's weird if they're not saying anything to each other because he's already in the door. They're already looking at each other. So okay, so and just, it's like they're not acknowledging each other. Then it, we just can move it to uh, yeah. It's like the equivalent of watching on a movie, like an awkward silence, mm -hmm. you know, because they're not. Yeah. So yeah. just combine panel two with panel one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Panel three. Well, I deleted panel two for now. Panel three. Hank responds with a look of slight amusement. Well, I was delayed by all the crime happening. Oh, are you supposed to be reading this? Oh yeah, Hank is when, when Hank says I'm supposed to be reading it. Hank, Hank responds uh, with a look of slight amusement. Mm -hmm, slight amusement. Well, I was delayed by all the crime happening in the street. Hank is still to the right of Jessica. <laughs> uh, okay, so this is something you actually don't need to write. Is Hank is still to the right of Jessica? Um, because the artist will do that for you. He, he knows where the characters need to be in the scene. Under no circumstances should you say, Hank is to the left of Jessica, Hank is to the right of Jessica, Hank is to the left of Jessica, when you're writing out these panels, because if you're wrong, the artist is going to be very mad. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so, so similar to a cameraman on set, making sure that the camera is placed in the same place or in the proper location when they're filming, the artist, the comic book artist will do that for you. On the other hand, in this scene, if you wanted it to be a wide shot in panel one and then a medium shot of Hank, like smiling, well, I was delayed, then you would actually just write medium shot of Hank mm -hmm. and then back to a two shot, two shot meaning both characters in the shot. Does that make sense? That makes sense. So, so do you want all of this in a wide or do do you want what how do you want so we'll remove like the, we'll remove of me saying where he's at yeah okay i did that and we don't need to say how big it is or how small it is we can let the artists well the artists won't change that unless you indicate it yeah i, I don't think we need to indicate that so i'm trying to say okay so why yeah i mean wide shots fine for most of this just be aware like if you want 
to show, show, highlight an emotional reaction, you should put close up or medium shots in. Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay. I do that. Like, so if you notice, like a panel one, we have the close up of Hank without the cup of coffee where he's happy for a second, Hank yeah. without with it where he's again sour. Yeah. So now I've changed up to panel two. So panel three, Hank now passed to the right of Jessica. So Hank is as laughing. You said, we need so to remove that. Yeah, I know. Hank is laughing and so is Jessica. Use gentle ha ha ha's. So I actually like to use gentle ha ha ha's. <laughs> That's such a cool way of putting that. Um, you could put Hank, ha, 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 Jessica, ha, 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 as like dialogue. Or you could put SFX, ha, ha, has. Or you could just say, use gentle, ha, ha, I'm going to leave and use gentle, ha, 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 I like that. Okay. I Yeah, so you have Hank now passed to the right of Jessica. You could I mean, still you put Hank has moved by Jessica heading down the hallway mm -hmm. and that will tell the artist that you want to show him like beyond her conversation line you know like where they could talk anymore you know mm -hmm. so he's actually still walking and stuff okay so panel four hank is sitting at desk on his desk. his desk yeah i know you, you don't have to fix this as as i speak it's okay Hank is sitting at his desk. On his desk is a picture of his wife and two daughters. His wife is a brown-haired, brown-eyed girl who is pretty but not over the top. His two daughters who look like high school-aged versions of Jenny. Joe is a drill sergeant who looks like a football player. He is a black man with a crew cut. Joe is yelling at Hank with an angry, frustrated face saying, Hank, it's been six months since you have issued a ticket, a single ticket. Hank with have a neutral face. <laughs> uh, all right, so there's <laughs> there's some issues with <laughs> yeah, there's some issues with this. So, so uh, Eric, yeah, let's start from the first sentence. Okay. He's in his office, right? This is yes. Hank's office. Yes. Right. We got that right. Okay. On his pictures of picture of his wife and two daughters what's his wife's oh shit his wife's supposed to be named jenny i thought that i put that in earlier and i forgot i guess i didn't because i re-edited everything for this uh when you introduce new characters it's polite to put them in all caps I know. They're, they're well, also it's kind of funny because like, if you read it i say his wife's in there and all of a sudden somebody say jenny and they're like who's jenny high school age version of jenny who's jenny yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Jenny is a brown-haired, uh, brown-eyed girl, mm -hmm. uh, woman, right? Yeah, I guess you say woman, yeah. What, what's her age range? She'll be uh, same age as Hank, so late 30s, early 40s. Uh, who is pretty, but not over the top. What does not over the top mean? But not aggressively but, pretty. Okay, pretty, but plain? Yeah. Okay. His two daughters, who look like high school-aged versions of Jenny, stand next to her with their arms wrapped around her back. So again, like, what are, what are their physical positions? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then that, that can just be a paragraph. And then in front of Hank is Joe, his boss, Joe is a drill sergeant who looks like a football player. He's a black man with a crew cut. Joe is yelling at Hank with an angry, frustrated face saying, so I, you don't have to put angry and frustrated face. You can just put Joe's yelling at Hank and is clearly angry and frustrated. Okay, and Joe says, Hank, it's been six months since you issued it. All right, but like how would Joe actually say this? Because right now he's saying, Hank, it's been six months since you have issued a ticket, a single ticket. Like, is that is that how he would say it? I mean, like, so he, yell at me, yell at me and say. It's been six months since you issued a ticket, a single ticket. Yeah. So you didn't say you have. You said you've since you've issued a ticket. Well, you have and you've is the same thing. Just one's a conjunction of the other. But you want to write it out, not with proper grammar, but the way that people actually talk. Okay. So it's Hank, been six months since you have issued a ticket, a single ticket. It doesn't sound right, does it? 
It's fine. We'll leave. We'll because you're emphasizing have, which isn't like what you want to emphasize. Have I want? No. <laughs> it's been six months since you've issued a ticket, a single ticket. Is that what you want them to say? Yeah, that's what I want them to say. Okay. And then Hank, during this time, will have a neutral face. Right. Okay. But Hank is described earlier, so I'm going to put that up at the top. Hank is sitting up at his desk. He has a look of disinterest. So he's like neutral, disinterested. It's the same thing. And then, all right. So panel five, Joe with a remorseful face. John issued a ticket just last month. You used to love this job. A leader in the locker room, a leader on the streets. Hank will have a slightly less happy face. So why is Joe remorseful here? Because he's kind of remembering like the good old times, like the times like when Hank was like his go, like his guy that like he could give anything to do. Like if there's a case that couldn't be solved, there's a problem that needed to be solved. You give it to Hank. Okay. And so he's no longer like that because he just no longer cares about his job. Um, so what could Joe do with his body to like, kind of get that across? Um, I, so I could say that like, so if in you, the first panel, you, I could say that he was leaning over and the second panel, he's like standing more and more upright. What's he doing with his arms? Uh, keeps them down or puts them in his pocket, I guess. Pockets. I'm just going to leave this for a second. Okay. Okay. Um, cause then we, we should just do the scene really fast together. Once we go through these. All right. And then panel seven or panel six, Joe finishing with a pleading face. Do you even want to be a cop? Hank has a neutral expression on his face, not reacting with, not respond, just looks forlorn and looking towards the viewer, but not perfectly head on. Hank will be seen from mid stomach up. They are. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, okay. So Joe is saying, do you even want to be a cop? Hank is still neutral. Okay. Let's just leave that panel seven. This will be for the entire bottom page. Joe is now turned around and walking away. Hank showing a look of disgust mutters under his breath. No point in the police since the superheroes won. Okay. So let's do this scene really fast. You be Joe and I'll be Hank. Okay, so I'm in my office. It's been six months since you've issued a ticket. A single ticket. You used to love this job. A leader in the locker room. A leader on the streets. Do you even still want to be a cop? No point in the police since the superheroes won. I didn't really understand what you just said right there. It was kind of low fake. Could you hear you? So, um, do you kind of see what might be the problem with this scene? There's um, no, there's actually, why isn't Hank responding to his boss? Because I, I think he's just kind of points, he's just sitting there and taking it. I think you're skipping a couple of argument points for Joe. If Hank's not going to listen, Joe needs to acknowledge it, right? At least one thing about comics that you don't get in movies that I try and when I'm like writing these, I like try and insert a little more dialogue direction, meaning like the reader is not going to get like subtle visual clues from the actor that he's like paying attention, but not really, but not really listening. You know, all he can see is what's on the page. So if Joe is Eve is even like, Oh, you're not going to listen to this. We'll listen up. Anyway, like I'm, I'm just going to keep talking to you, you know, which will make it easier for the, um, yeah, which will make it easier for the, for the reader to understand that Joe is acknowledging that Hank is not listening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Or actually, sorry, what I'm trying to say is it will make it easier for the reader to understand that Hank is purposefully not answering his boss if Joe acknowledges it. Do you see what I mean? Because- okay. Um, so we even will add a line after or ask, after a line. Do you even want to be a cop? Um, of Joe saying, "This is there's no point in talking to you." It's like talking to a wall. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, beyond that, I would even just add more because 
right now the page has seven or six panels. Okay, so my point is Joe could be saying more because it would make it more clear to the reader. Does that make sense? That makes sense. So, so like, look Hank, or Hank. So he's yelling in the first one. Yeah. So e even going off of that, like, we started in the middle. Like, if you have a dash here, like, he's in the middle of his sentence. Mm -hmm. And, like, I'm going to spitball. You can edit this out later, okay? Okay. Like, I don't want to hear your bullshit excuses. It's been six months hank because when people repeat things it's also more effective like six months since you've issued a ticket a single ticket what the hell have you been doing around here mm -hmm. joe stands upright putting his hands in his pockets joe with a remorseful face and so he's remorseful right because he's yelling yeah. at his friend right so you have to show that it's his friend like look man i don't want to be here any more than you want me in here. We're friends. <laughs> I mean, just say it sometimes too. Uh, there's still uh, there's still work to be done, right? That's kind of what his point is. John issued a ticket just last month. You used to love this job. You used to be a leader in the locker room and a leader on the streets. What's going on with well, I guess you say, do you even want to be a cop anymore? Yeah, okay. But I, I'm right. yeah. So, change. Do you even want to be a cop? Do you even want to be a cop anymore? Okay. Um. Yeah. So, so he's yelling. Let's go back to the yelling. I want to hear your bullshit excuses. It's been six months, Hank. Six months since you've issued a ticket, a single ticket. What the hell have you been doing around here? I've got to show my boss. Uh, I've got to show. The chief. Isn't he the chief? He's not the chief. No, I think so. I I have Joe, uh, or not Joe. I have Hank as a sergeant, okay. Joe as a captain. Got and it. There's a uh, chief of police who's above a captain. Okay, I've got to show the chief why we keep your on the payroll, and I don't have much to show him, do I? I don't know. So why don't you yell at me in this and see how it sounds? Don't want to hear your bullshit excuses. It's been six months, Hank. Six months since you issued a ticket. A single ticket. What the hell have you been doing around here? I got to show the chief why we keep your butt on the payroll. I don't have much to show him right now. Do I? Yeah, how's that? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then he's remorseful? Mm -hmm. Look, man. I don't want to be here any more than you want me in here. We're friends. There's still work to be done. John issued a ticket just last month. You used to love this job. You used to be a leader in the, sh in the locker room and a leader on the streets. Do you even still want to be a cop anymore? Yeah. How does that sound to you? It sounds, yeah, it sounds good. Okay. Um, more fleshed out or too fleshed out? or what More do you fleshed think? out. No, the reason why... so. I actually had more and I took it away okay. because I think I took the wrong lesson from you last week <laughs> when you said like how you have to break everything down and separate stuff out, like just show the emotions. And yeah. so I deleted stuff because I thought it was redundant actually. Okay. So I'm like, I don't need to show this person shows emotion here. We don't need to show it again here. We'll just eliminate and kind of rearrange and combine. Last week, yeah, I was talking about people jumping, um, around, like infiltrating a, an apartment building and uh, saying like, well, I better jump here and, oh, I'm going to need to climb this ladder fast to get in there, you know, or I wonder if it's this door, you know, in every single panel and it was just really boring. But I think there is some leading that you need to do for the reader's sake to like kind of know their relationship right away. And it's sort of like an improv scene, right? Like you need to establish the, some, some more of their stuff, you know, right here, or they're just kind of two dimensional characters. Like this is just his boss yelling at him. And it's like a, a few more details kind of gives you an in on, 
these care like rounds them out a little more right uh okay so this is like that's basically your two pages right yep uh, um yeah i think two pages it's it's good i think it would be good to show my only concern is like your main character of the comic series is in this but if you were just trying to test out some pages and get a style idea this is probably good because you get some action sort of and uh and then i want to i haven't i'll go through it again one last time there is the panels where we get introduced to the deal maker i also want to do that so that will be something i guess we can do for next week is go through those panels or those pages um where the deal maker gets introduced because i think that's like the biggest crux of the story and i think that's kind of the most important part so but I think for now, I would I would go ahead and submit these. Like, see if you can get some artists to draw them, and let's see, let's go from there. Okay. Sound good? Yeah. Sounds good. So good job, Eric. That was your two pages. They're looking good. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's super tedious to listen to, probably for a podcast. Um, if you're with us still, you must very much be interested in making a comic. Which mm-hmm. go for it, do it. Go for it, yeah. And if you have any questions, let us know. We're at dumbcomiccreators at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, if you have any questions in general, just same email address. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, so, hey, Eric. Hey, Keegan. Did you read any comics this week? I did read a comic this week. It's about a March Mart. Oh, do you mean Invasion on Isle 2? Exactly. Aisle one. That's exactly what I mean. Aisle two. It's aisle, aisle two. two. Part one. Part one. Part two to come out in December. You mean the comic written, drawn, and colored by Eric Jassic? Exactly. Hey, he sounds exactly like our host, our guest from last week. <laughs> our host from last week. It was our host. He was so good. He took over our jobs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, he was a guest though. And yes, he was on our show last week, from mm-hmm. what I remember. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It was really nice guy. I liked it. I thought it was a really good read. Yeah. What What about the story? Um, it had a nice political undertone about it, and I thought it actually had some great comedy bits about it. No, not the je ne sais quoi. I'm talking about what's the plot. Uh, you said what I think of what I thought of it. Is what you said, not the plot. I said what's the story. I you said and you said what's the plot? You said what, what I think of it. I said I thought it was good. Okay, you're right. So the plot: an abused victim goes shopping at Walmart. <laughs> what? And what? He's an abuse victim. His wife clearly abuses him. Okay. Yeah, that comes later though. And it comes later. So it's, it's about a guy who wants to return a blender. He wants to return a blender at Walmart of all of all things. Not Walmart. It's called Mart Mart. It's Walmart. It's actually Mega Mart Mart. Mega Mart Mart. It's a Mega Walmart. He gets treated terribly by customer service, and they, they refuse to let him do the return. So he then goes back to his abusive wife. No, nope. first he he drops the blender off. And oh, he, he just leaves he, it at the store. He leaves it on the shelf. Yeah. At the store. And okay. then he goes. <laughs> You're back. obsessed with this abuse. What? You're obsessed with this with the abuse in the comic. It's horrible abuse. I don't like did it did that resonate with you for some reason? Some my, specific Yeah, reason? I have a ter- my cat, he always yells <laughs> at me. So he's always meowing at me. Hissing every <laughs> once in a while. Actually he's never hissing me, but he meows at me a lot. Yeah. Maybe and you need to uh, feed him more. I feed him all the time. He gets upset because, like, so for example, for I haven't eaten my dinner today, and my yeah. dinner's not gonna be something he likes. Oh, I see. It's yeah, it's because it's pasta based, so he's not gonna like it. You haven't eaten dinner. I waited for the so I have something called the I'm cooking something called the cheese thing. Yeah, and you need to let it soak for two hours, and so I finished it right at eight o'clock. And when this podcast is done, <laughs> cooking it. Nice. Okay. Uh, so great. So yeah, he has an abuse and she makes him go back to the store. I don't remember why, but 
because she's hosting a party for her friend. Oh, yeah, and she wants something. Yeah, who I'm pretty sure he, she's having an affair with. She's got a list, yeah. She's got a list, so he goes back. All right, so he goes back, and then the blender is mad that he left it. And so he gets rescued by a ga- the gang of, what was it, the Protectors of Isle 2? Ah, the Marts Templar. Yeah, the Marts Templar, who are three men, all like representing different, like, very political, like, where he's very, like, MAGA people and the Marts Templar and they and all they, have like uh, e-scooters that yeah, they, they ride all have around and they all have to protect like because they too are fallen victim to the blenders attacking them yeah and so they they're just like they tell them about the conspiracy and, and they, they say they're going to help them shop yeah yep to be continued to be continued in December what do you think of the art for this comic? I like the art. Um, it was unique and it was detailed. Um, it remind, and then I also just thought that like each character was done in such a way that it reminded me of like a PBS show. Yeah. Like, and I thought, and I really, really liked that. And while the backgrounds were not overtly done, I mean, if you look at them, some are just single color frames. Yeah. I thought it was still just had a solid amount of detail. Yeah, they they truly look like Muppets. Um, Muppets are built with like geometric shapes and like a nose and like a geometric shaped mouth. And like, uh, that's definitely this style of, of character, which really works for this because it's totally an absurd satire. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, and it, it made all of the characters sort of lovable, even though they're kind of scummy, you know? Um, yeah, and it's all computer-drawn, I think. It looks like it's all vector-based, and I thought that was really interesting. And some of these parking lot, the parking lots are really detailed, and I'm not sure why, because a lot of the comic is not as detailed as this parking lot. Yeah, like, this almost looks fun- collaged as an actual Walmart, doesn't it? Yeah. I, yeah, I also like the fact, though, too, that he would do things in collage style, so that, like, he would do one thing on one layer, then add another layer, and go to a third layer, which always, to me, was amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, the art is definitely very interesting in this comic, and I, I think he, he's a really talented artist. I mean, like, all his work he's done, because he did the one that was the claymation, yeah. which I thought what I really, really liked, too, and, like, I actually would, I'm upset for personal reasons that he's not doing a sequel to that because <laughs> i felt the storyline was left very much open-ended that like it had like it was very just like a beginning of the storyline wasn't finished yeah. at all yeah uh, uh, like acid rain i think was the name of it or what was it yeah acid rain but it ended in a death so i, I it, it felt death, complete to still, me but- but it still is like it's like if you ever see a horror movie it's like that's like the first part before like they like go with the rest of the story yeah that's true yeah what else happens under the rain <laughs> under the rain um yeah let's talk about the color uh colors were simple but efficient as i describe it in that things didn't appear to be blended but they appeared well done in that like you could see each separate color uh same way you would see like at, at a muppets because yeah. muppets don't have crazy backgrounds because the puppets are themselves are fairly simple. Well, they're all they, done in felt, right? Yeah. So there, there's a few shadows in this comic, but for the most that's part, again, it's... Only the, there's only the parking lot scene, which is like by far his most detailed scene. Well, right? even here, there's there's a few shadows, but it, yeah, for the most part, it's flat color. Yeah, like like he's he's doing vector shadows, so there there is a shadow, but but it's not too much, and it kind of looks like paper cutouts still, which is funny because he does a lot of collage, but he does it all digitally, <laughs> so he's not actually getting the paper shadow that he would get from like tactile materials. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, it does look like that felt color that you'd see on a Muppet too. And the wall, wall, the Mart Mart colors are all very muted, just like real Walmarts. And, but there's some like really bright pinks and oranges and stuff, um, that kind of make this more cartoony and, and lighter, even though the material is kind of dark. (laughs) So, uh, what about the lettering, Eric? Uh, again, lettering was... I think it fit in because it was all computer done as well. And I think it's 
um, added to the story that like it was all like simplistic, like robotic. I, it's almost like guess that's right. Let me tell you, I think he actually wrote this lettering. Oh, he did. Yeah, I would not have known that. It very much looked like it was. The reason I say that is, if you look at the eyes on this panel of a blender saying, I don't want your money. I want my revenge. I want blood. Uh, you'll see that the eyes all have different shaped dashes. Also, if you look at like, I don't, it doesn't appear to be uh, parallel to each other. It seems that the don't is above the eye. Yeah. It's all spaced funny. And, and like, I'm pretty sure he wrote all of this himself. Okay. I would not have noticed that. Like, I, I Looking closer, it makes, <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. But it's not done like yeah the lettering's not done with a ruler uh it looks pretty close and he he definitely knows the rules of lettering but and honestly i think that adds to the comic um he said that he didn't like digital fonts either if you have the patience to to letter by hand uh do it because it always looks better but yeah it always does look better like that was probably like to go back to finger banging one of my favorite yeah. comics the first three were uh, hand-drawn lettering, which really added to it. We really like it that way. <laughs> I really like it that way. And the fourth two, I think to their detriment, they made it computer-drawn. Yeah. Well, I think hopefully it was just a test. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully finger being number five will be back to hand-drawn. Yeah. Also, yeah, if you look at this, 20 minutes, the zero is very separate from the two. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, even though it looks like digital fonts because it was drawn digitally, mm -hmm. uh, it's it's by hand. It's like digitally by hand. Yeah, um, which is pretty cool. Also, um, he keeps exact time of how long he's allowed to go out. That's an abusive relationships. <laughs> Twenty okay. minutes and right. two point five hold seconds. On. Hold what? on, I, 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 let, what's the je ne sais quoi? The French term. Yeah, and I know it is for you. You can keep talking about the abusive relationship. <laughs> um, for me, it's the abusive relationship. Like the, he is a horrible wife, who I'm convinced is cheating on him. Um, and not only is that is abusive. You just really like this abusive wife. I don't really. No, I don't like her. That's the point. I want to see like the, they're like so like the blenders like are going after so the wrong much. person. You like this so much. No, she's a horrible person. Something about this just really struck a chord with you. <laughs> this made the comic for you, though. I mean, like, I could focus, I could, like, follow this the entire time following this abusive wife and, like, their relationship and the karma that she has to get because she's such a horrible person. Maybe she's just really not, like, a nice person. Do you, I, so, Keegan, I've, have you, there are people you've met who are not nice. Do they keep the exact amount of time that you do everything, like, readily, like, available? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow not that nice was a people do that that was a 10 minute 30 second dump you must have had it really had to go yes i did it was my only me time uh my, the je ne sais quoi for me was the really it was the character design being like muppets because it, it really made it more interesting to me i also i yeah I guess like that too. I, I think that you didn't say Qua for me was all the characters because I thought he had interesting characters. Like Yeah. I and honestly think there's little subtle bits in this too. Like mm -hmm. um like this guy's t shirt is like love machine and he's holding like a cup of noodles, but it's like a box. <laughs> <laughs> and like even this like poster is like shopping at Mart Mart cured my son's cancer. Like just, there's like lots of little bits like that that uh, that I really like about comics because they make the reread ability yeah. higher. Yeah. A uh, detriment is I played Tetris before. And that's not how Tetris is. It's one <laughs> item at a time, and there's looking at there's like four objects out there. That's no Mart. That's Mart Mart Tetris. Mart Mart. Yep. And and if you'll notice, the customer service rep lost that level again. Yeah. So it must have been really hard. Yeah, I, most people play Tetris one item at a time. He plays it four. It's more it's Tetris. Trouble. Yeah. Mart, Mart. Uh, so, Eric, on a scale between level 999 of Tetris and being stuck with, um, by like a giant fly trap, and then like, but it's attached to like the wife in this comic's house, and she just yells at you. 
for everything that you do in the fly trap and how much time it takes what would you give this comic wait, wait so why is these are again your, your scales are horrible because it goes like negative and negative i don't like the wife you remember i think she's a bad person no i, think, I know so that was the bad one yeah so i thought the bad thing would have been that the or the good thing was the fly trap was eating the wife when she started talking like uh like she gets stuck no 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 that's the bad one you're stuck in the fly fly trap that's the bad one that's and then the level one. 999 of tetris like Beating level 999. Oh, beating level 599. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I would put this under um, Dr. Mario level 13. Oh, that's a hard so, level. So Dr. Mario level 13 is a notoriously hard level early on. Mm-hmm. So it's good that you're so up there and you're getting there, but it's not like beating level 40, which is a lot harder. I see. And you're kind of stuck on it too, like mm-hmm. a fly trap. Yeah, you're kind of stuck on it, yeah. See, my scales don't suck. Because I make them work. That's the true. one that was horrible was yes, yeah, horrible. The horrible one was the <laughs> not going to, uh, last week's not being able to go to the bathroom. But I, I thought, like going to the bathroom. It's, I thought you would give this up. I thought or you touching would. money. To, everything you touch turns into money. I'm like, money's good. What's the problem? No. And like, or not being able to go to the bathroom. Like, the world will be destroyed if you everything turns to money. Well, according to that, like literally, just the world's dead. Like it would have been. That's better. what I'm saying. That's Thanos a bad would have had it easier if he just did it that way. He should have done it that way. Thanos was a moron. Mm-hmm. He was actually a moron because he also destroyed half the food sources too. So he didn't <laughs> he didn't do anything. On a scale from stuck working and living at Mart Mart to that's the bad one. Living and working? Living and working there. How would that be a bad one? Because you don't get a discount. But you'd have plenty of food. Okay, fine. Stuck working at Walmart customer services part only with no discount to having your own jacuzzi suit that you could snap and it go, turns goods on you whenever you want to. <laughs> A jacuzzi suit? A jacuzzi suit. What does that mean? So it's like your own personal jacuzzi, but it's a suit. So it's like warm water surrounding your body? And massaging you too. Like a pea suit. <laughs> well, you don't pee in your jacuzzi suit. That's just weird. <laughs> what if you have to go? What do you do? Unzip it? You unzip it. <laughs> won't the water spill out? No, the water won't spill out. Like jacuzzi suits are well designed that you don't have to do that. Or just, I don't know, move things to the side. Grab it to the side. That sounds like the bad one. Fine. Can you drown in it? No, you don't wear it over your face. You're but you can like, drown in a, a normal jacuzzi. Yeah, but you don't. But in the jacuzzi suit, it goes from your neck down. Okay. All right. A jacuzzi suit that feels like can, warm that pee. You turn, that you can snap your fingers and it, like, it goes on you as soon as you snap your fingers. It turns on. And as soon as you snap your fingers again, it goes off. It goes off and goes back into like, its own pocket. So somebody it. was giving you a hug, you could kill them. Yeah, because then they're like surrounding. They're comfy because then, like, the jacuzzi suit surrounds them and they can't breathe. And they'd be drowning. Yeah. Yeah. While well, getting like, massaged, though, like, this is so comfortable that you're, how you're killing me. That's gross. But that can't be the good one. The jacuzzi suit? Okay. Well, I'll give this comic a real jacuzzi where other people could get in and you could have an actually good time. Yeah, but they could also pee in there, too. Oh, yeah. I would love my own personal jacuzzi suit. Just be like, go around like, what are you doing, Eric? I am so warm and massaged. Clearly, you think that's a good idea. I, think I that's, do. That's just a horrible idea. Well, we, you were the one that's like, going to the bathroom is a bad thing. I'm like, no, it's a relaxing time. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, I, I thought this comic was really fun to read. I thought it was really funny, too. I thought it was well done. Um, really well done. Yeah. I also like my favorite part about the interview that we had with him was he's like, well, before we interview, I know we sound not professional and not ready, but we really actually do our research and we do read on it. And we do ask each time we interview somebody what they think is what we're allowed to talk, what anything they want to talk about, anything they don't. And the first thing he says is no politics. Yep. And then this comic has giant political statements in it Major that you ones. just have to bring up. So we brought and talk about <laughs> politics. Pretty and much full time. Yeah. He was a great guest. He was and- a great guest. A lot of fun. 
So we recommend you go back and listen to that one if you haven't already. Yeah. And I also we also recommend you go to the Patreon and uh, give us money. Yeah, or if you want to listen to this podcast, um, you are right it. now. But if you want to also watch it on video and like see what we're talking about, uh, yeah, visit our Patreon page. It's free to watch these, and uh, and yeah, we don't make you pay. So, but you could it's the suggestion of like being able to pay but you don't have to um, and if you want us to review any comics uh email us at dumb uh, comic book creators at gmail.com dumb comic dumb comic, creators. Cre- dumb, yeah. dumb comic creators at gmail.com yeah good uh our instagram is at dumb comic creators please give us a review on apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts they go a long way uh, facebook uh dumb comic creators as well yeah eric this has been a great podcast yeah it has been and tedious what (laughs) pretty tedious i'm gonna say but i I have to say tedious i think so i think it's one of those you have to get through this to be actually able to do your craft of creating comics yeah it's not not always gonna be the fun and boisterous world that you hope to be but it's still something that's required to get done that's a good way of putting it Mm-hmm. And we always describe our podcast to, to people that way. Yeah. Um, when they want to say, when they say, "Hey, what will I be listening to?" I always say, uh, "It's not always going to be fun. Sometimes it's it's part of the." We're very serious people. That's right. And we're dumb comic creators. I'm Keegan Shiner. I'm Eric Schwartz. And see you we, next time. We need a catchphrase. <laughs> yeah, we do. All right. Yeah. Bye. Bye.